Hello, cats, and Meow. welcome to this very special edition of podcast. What what is making this a special edition? Just because it's got you in it, it's got me in it. It's a fun night that's special enough for me. <laughs> welcome to Monday evening. Yeah, yeah. Recorded Monday evening and hopefully being heard on Monday evening. Maybe. Maybe. I feel like I probably will do it. Yeah. I do so, what I want. So what's up with you today? Not a whole lot. Um, I had a productive day, worked hard at work, uh, did some good schooling, ran around the block. I'm feeling great. I've got Huey, um, Huey Lewis in the news, <laughs> uh, hip to be square stuck in my head, and it's just all I can do not to just be dancing to it. That's nice. I just watched a Christian Bale movie while you were exercising. Yeah, yeah. A financial Christian Bale movie, too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's it's very American horror story in here. <laughs> or no, what is it? Um um oh american psycho yeah american psycho yeah <laughs> i was about to say the wolf of wall street no no how was your movie uh it was fantastic it was i i think it's called uh short the big short the big short and it is um about basically the guys that did and tried to make a profit off of the collapse of the economy back in 2007 when the housing market crashed due to uh, the fraudulent practices of banking and and, and places a, like standards and po- standard and poor's and stuff like that and a larger system complicit with the yeah behavior. i mean pretty much the same system that's in place today but yeah mm-hmm. yeah when it failed several years ago sure and they're not just the people who sought to profit off of it but they anticipated it before it happened uh, right and then Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. realize that by short selling it yeah and you know i what's um interesting at the very end of the movie it talks about this one guy and he's the first guy to kind of catch on to what's happening right um and he sets this uh this catalyst or he's the catalyst for setting all of this in motion and what's interesting is at the end of the movie um he doesn't really I mean, he, he fares well. His company makes like two point something billion dollars um, off of a, a couple million invested, I guess. But anyways, it talks about him today and how he only trades in water. And I thought that was such such a poignant observation that they made and that they kind of pointed out to the viewer of the movie because I don't know if you know this about me, but I am very invested in water quality in the United States. And I think that we use water irrationally and irresponsibly, unethically, just a whole lot of stuff. And I mean, and it isn't isolated to America alone, but it is a resource that is overused and doesn't have to be. And so for someone like that to be looking at the trends in like water and potentially trying to make a profit on water, the thing that we all need to survive is uh, pretty scary. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about water in America. There's the idea of how much lead is in water in some places. I'm not talking just about Flint, but I mean, Mm -hmm. Sarah Cliff, who's a writer for Vox.com, she's uh, does health policy and stuff like that. She's a great writer on the subject. And we've heard a lot of what she's had to say on it. Do you, do you recall that? Yeah, I do. I actually used a lot of her research as supporting documentation for a speech that I gave about water quality, how to check for your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's she's really interesting. One of the most accessible minds out there. Like there's there's a lot of great writing, but hers is just so like mm-hmm. um, 
broken down in such a, a fantastical uh, way to, to be, you can immediately understand what she's saying. But she writes about how there's lead that we know exists in some places, particularly in low-income places, that quantifiably affects scores in schools, mm-hmm. specifically reading comprehension, intelligence, emotional intelligence, and impulse control. And it's within the acceptable level to where there's nothing done about it. And she sort of argues that there should be no acceptable amount of lead whatsoever and that destinies are being <laughs> rewritten for I mean like I mean somebody can grow up not to be able to be something that they would otherwise work hard to be yeah. because of that and it happens every day That's I think she has a I, I think she's an idealist in that I mean there, I don't think that that we're ever going to be at a point where there is no lead where it's zero I think that would break our economy we don't have the revenue to support that kind of infrastructure overhaul but the fact that we need it doesn't change. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, I think, to be fair to Sarah Cliff, I think she'd argue for an incremental approach to no lead can be ne- mm-hmm. uh, acceptable. And that should be the guiding principle for all new infrastructure projects or uh, repairs of existing infrastructure. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. That's uh... So that's water. <laughs> water under the bridge. And if we're, what, 14 episodes deep in this now? So if you know anything about us, we're all about... Ethical banking practices and clean water. So if you haven't been keeping up on those guiding themes and principles of the show by now, I don't know what show you think you're listening to. So um, we've talked about water. Yeah, we should talk about water the list, initiatives. The, the podcast Oh, yeah, list. the podcast list. Uh, excuse me. So if any of you are wondering how to keep the conversation alive with your significant others... Write a note. Shut <laughs> up. Topic ideas in order to discuss on your weekly radio shows. You know, it's one of those things where. Oh, can we talk about V is a sleepy baby? Yeah, we can. Can we talk about the recent episode of V being a very sleepy baby? When was I sleepy baby? Oh right. Okay. I don't now understand. she's when did this happen? I I've been a sleepy baby many a time. So. <laughs> okay. So we recently um, had a bit of a dinner party here at our house, mm-hmm. and it was really fun. Um, kids had some sleepovers. We had some cocktails with with uh, with these friends that we we don't often get to see. Uh, and so we, we both had a couple drinks. I, I haven't been in the bedroom for a little while. I come in and Veronica is just completely spread out in the absolute middle of the bed. I mean, arms full eagle <laughs> on the bed, um, lying on her back. Uh, they're completely asleep. And right next to her is a completely empty Capri Sun. <laughs> I think it's there previously from a kid, but who can be totally sure? <laughs> I can. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone into the kitchen to get a Capri Sun. I'm telling you. This. All right. I won't. I won't. Uh, I, I won't spread Capri Sun rumors about you on the internet. Thank you. Not again. Um, so we come in there, and I try to wake up Veronica to move her over a little bit so she can let me onto the bed a little bit, and she goes, "What?" When I wake her up, I'm like. Hey baby, I just I just trying to get in here. You're you're really on my side. You're like, I'm not. I'm all the way over here. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm just okay. I really need to get in the bed here. And you're just. I thought it was. How did you phrase it? I think it was. I thought you wanted my dreams to come true because no, I want my dreams to come I would, true. I didn't say that. Um, what you told me that I said was that I don't know why you don't want me to achieve my goals. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what you said. I don't know why you don't want me to achieve my goals right now. (laughs) Which doesn't make any sense. I said, I do. And you were just like, I thought my goals were important to both of us right now. (laughs) 
Rude. I'm like, they are. I need to get onto the bed. And you and are not having it. So one of the things that I remember about this conversation is that you got all like harumphy about it. And you're like, all right, well, I guess I'll go sleep on the couch. And I was like, no, why you hate me? You said, something. what you said is, why would you say that to me right now? Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't let me onto the bed. You could have gone anywhere. I was in the middle. You could have been on any side of me. Oh, I could not fit. I tried to. And you pretty much pushed me off. Mm-mm. I don't believe it. I like how from your imagination, uh, or imagination, <laughs> before I didn't slip there, from your memory of this instance, <laughs> I'm the one being obtuse and unreasonable. <laughs> so, That's the reality of it. <laughs> probably, yeah. 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 Well, that's me. Uh, so I'm a sleepy baby sometimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what happened after you went back to your own side, right? What? You rolled back over on top of me, and you're going to fall off the bed. And I was really worried about that. You're going to hurt yourself. It was a very funny time. You were, you were hilarious. It's late night Veronica is always the funniest thing. Full of goofs. Well, um, one of the things about me is that I do not like the sensation of falling. Mm-hmm. I enjoy roller coasters, but it's only because I can grip onto the thing that I know is going to keep me from falling to a horrible, splattery death. Mm-hmm. But um, I despise the feeling of falling. I do not like to be picked up or anything like that. Have not since I was like a little kid. And... Um, is it picking up the alarm clock, which is going off? Do you want to click on the addition and see? Yeah, I'm sure it's picking up on it. You can go ahead and take it. Do you want to go? Why don't I finish telling my truth while you go take care of that? Okay. Okay. So, anyways, I do not like... I don't like the sensation of falling... And so it's really not as good when Sam isn't here, I guess. Um, so it's just a lot that I was very drunk and putting myself in a situation wherein I could fall a whole 18 inches onto the floor. It was very scary. Yep. Really scary. I also have this weird bump in the roof of my mouth right now, and I don't know what that's about. And um, today I broke out in hives at work, so not quite sure what that's related to, if it's just stress at work or if it's a gluten thing or what, but not feeling great, and I'm probably going to take some Benadryl here pretty quick so I can can feel a little bit better. So that's the thing. Yep. That is a thing. I'm going to go over to Evernote now and figure out what else I could say. Um. Okay, guys. I was back. I just became a sleepy baby. Oh, no. I was trying to fall asleep at the, at the podcat wheel here. Um, Veronica, you're on my side of the... I haven't moved at all. <laughs> you weenie. You have no patience for my shit today. No. None at all. None at, none at all. <laughs> I hope it helps if I say that I love you. Well, let's see. Okay. All right. So how well, many of these did you, did we knock out? Uh, I talked about this weird bump in the roof of my mouth. 
because I'm sure people were excited uh-huh. to hear about it. And I also talked about my um, my hives from work today, which I'm not sure if they're related to stress or if they are related to gluten. Mm-hmm. But I don't see how anyone could separate the two. Okay, gotcha. Gluten and stress are the same thing. So any complete hypochondriacs or medical doctors out there or both, right in. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about next? I remember I had something weighty to talk about on air, but I think they should, we should start with that rather than try to be all funny and then go into something a little bit more heavy. Um, well, okay, so I was going to tell you Ariel Diaz from the Twitter, uh-huh. um, at Shouting Titan, she put up this picture. She recently went on a trip to Colorado, and she went to the Red Rock Amphitheater, which I went to when I was probably eight or nine. And um, and I wore white shorts. Mm. It's to the called Red Rock. Red Rock. Uh-huh. And um, I was leaning against um, a red rock, like kind of near the sides, or like I can't remember if you have to like hike or something. But anyways, I was on a red rock, and I got it all over my white shorts. And I was so upset because I was like, man, my good white shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it was real dumb. Um, but one of the things that I really liked about that place is that um, when we were there, it wasn't really such a big tourist attraction because the internet wasn't real and no one knew about things. So now when you go to touristy stops, like they're always full of tourists. Mm-hmm. But when I was a kid, it was not really like that. Like you went and sometimes there was like just you and your family and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, my uncle Joe and my papa and I, and one of my cousins went to this Red Rock Amphitheater and we saw this lady who was like running down the stairs and my papa was like, Oh, she's going to hate coming back up. Cause you know, it's like a bunch of stairs and now people work out there all the time. Mm-hmm. But this lady runs all the way back up and she's like super fast. And my papa who will talk to anyone was like, man, you're really fast. That's crazy. I can't believe you. I would never be able to do that. And she was like, yeah, one day I just drove myself out here and I weighed about 150 pounds more than I do now. And I just decided to go down. And so she went down and then she came back up and every single day she would drive there and sit in her car until she felt ready. And she would walk all the way down and come all the way back up until she could do it every single day with ease. And then she started going up and down and she lost a lot of weight. Wow. It was very toned and fit. And um, it was really interesting. And I remember that being the first time as a kid where I was just like, man, that's so cool. You know, like marveling at someone's physical uh, transformation. Wow. That's awesome. That's remarkable. So that was my story about uh, the first time I went to Red Rock Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. You can't do anything. Weight can be controlled, and I mean, it's you have to accept everybody for how they are and how they want to live their life. But I find it very empowering to just think, have have the point of view that if I choose to make something a part of my life every day, mm-hmm. you kind of are the sum of the th- things that you do every day, the things that you make a priority every day. I'm not a writer; I don't write every day, but I think about it every day. So I'm an aspiring writer because mm-hmm. I think about it every day. I think about those those premises. I'm a podcast lover and listener every day because at least I get like five minutes and even if I can't get more than that I could never end the day I've woken up because I just couldn't end the day without hearing the voice of just somebody who is just a part of that 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 part of me and um 
so I'm a I'm absolutely a student. <laughs> I work at school every goddamn day. Yeah. I'm a clean person because I clean every day, not because I'm good at it, because because I try. And if I just was able to think about a meal and walk or run around the block every day, I could mm-hmm. be the, you know the, the person I want to be. For sure. So you said you want to talk about something that is not light. Or you don't want to. Uh, we're going to talk about something heavy at some point. But I, I will just say this briefly. that um, And it's it's always silly to talk about a show when your show is such a brief and very simple concept of us just talking into a microphone. But I, I've been thinking a lot about the people who were important to me when I was younger or, or were helpful to me when I was younger. And it was people who were very honest about uh, things that people aren't always honest about. Or who just live very boldly and very outspokenly in a number of different ways, mm-hmm. and so I just want to be—I'm going to be very forthcoming about um, some things that haven't been very easy for me for a very long time, and just some victories. That's interesting. Just listening to you talk um, about that, I don't know that I grew up with anyone really like that mm. who was um, an honest person. Or most of the time, these people were in podcasts or on television for me. Like oh, okay. A character character in Deep Space Nine really spoke to me about you know okay. being different, and then like um, just uh, then a couple of folks from podcast. And when I say podcast, I mean this is like there wasn't um, nearly as many. This is like um, two thousand six mm-hmm. or, or sooner, or even sooner. Not even podcasts, I guess, just web shows. You were tired. <laughs> no, my face is kind of starting to itch a little oh, bit. So sorry. I'm just going into myself here so that okay. I can. Sure. Uh, focus on not itching. So, do you want to talk briefly about Bob's Burgers, Burger season five? I loved it. It was a triumph. It was a roller coaster. Yeah, but it's one of those roller coasters where you run back to the line so you can get back on it right away. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah it was good. It was good. Bob's Burgers season five, I think, is one of my favorites, and. Um, I think that my favorite episode is this murder mystery. Oh, it's that one. I wasn't sure which one you were going to say. There's two of them that I I can think of that are particularly exceptional. That one was so much fun. That one was really good, followed by the one for Linda's birthday. Yes. Linda's birthday is the one I thought you were going to mention, uh, uh, which of course you did. Uh, Both of those are really great. If you've seen Bob's Rogers season five and you know what we're talking about with murder mystery or Linda and her birthday. Linda's birthday is a tough episode to watch almost. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just tough. She's a, a woman, a mom, a very hard worker who just cannot possibly be bothered to give a shit for even a second about what people think of her when she's doing the best she can to succeed at those things that she's chosen to have to be important to her. And you see that strength in her again and again and again, where she just cannot sink down to caring what these people think of her she yeah. needs to be the best mom person um worker that she can be in those moments and it's yeah. just it's really empowering it's really powerful linda's great um speaking of shows one of our favorite shows is going to be coming back on the air pretty soon it may have already it may be tonight uh-huh. um but that's the last man on earth oh yeah we've talked about that on the show a couple of times yeah yeah i am so excited for this next season um, I really just want to see what happens. To yeah, the gang. yeah, totally. Yeah, so uh-huh. I'm interested to see when and if January Jones is going to die, because I don't think that she is going to make it. You don't think so? She's she's just become too too strange to me. Mm, interesting. 
Yeah. She's a character who I reads to me as a real person most mm-hmm. of the time. She feels in, internally consistent and everything like that. It also is very believable that she would not get along with any of these other characters that are in this world. And that that relationship would be so strained that it's interesting to see how far that can go. Yeah. Speaking of real characters... Um, you and I found this original Netflix series that we are just fucking tearing through. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, I don't know, it's probably like a really niche show, so yeah. I don't know if people are watching it, but um, Sam and I found it, and there's already, I think, like five seasons or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a comfortable little um, catalog, and I don't know how I could have been around for this long and you not know, be aware of it in, yeah. in some way because it, it has to be new and I think that they just released a lot at one time okay Netflix does that sometimes yeah so um, anyways the series is called Breaking Bad yeah and if you've never heard of it um, I guess I don't know I I don't hear any, like there's nothing about it uh-huh. in the news right now so I you, you would think for how engaging some of the premises and just how interesting it is that you would have every goddamn person in your life try to get you to watch it every second of your life. But that, that certainly has not been my experience. And having watched it for the first time this time, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So the premise of the show is that there is this guy who is a chemist and he's working as a high school teacher, gets cancer, and then decides to start cooking meth to give his family a nice nest egg for when he's dead. No, as you do. Taylor was old this time. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. But this oh, and sh- if you are scared off of that show from not understanding what the term Breaking Bad is, don't worry, they've got you covered. They will explain it several times in the pilot episode. Oh my gosh, it is ridiculous. Um, you know, now, now I'm actually... I felt like when they said it the first time... Uh, Jesse pretty much lit to the camera and winked like it didn't happen but I almost remember it happening yeah <laughs> so over it's so gross um, <laughs> actually now I get why this series has not gotten any that's traction. true it is deeply flawed it would be really strange if people were to actually see something in it yeah if people were gonna come up to me and be like this is my favorite show I love it uh-huh. like I would just be like what I why? feel like we break down the individual components of the show. It's like we write them down mathematically, what they take out. This is much Walter, this is that. And there's something missing, just a little bit. And I don't know what that little bit could be. It's called character development. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Veronica, character development doesn't exist. This is a myth perpetuated by religion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I fucking hate Walter White's wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Every single episode, I always turn to Sam, and I'm like, I'm divorcing Yeah, her. you really want out of this relationship here I don't her. like her at all. She's so, like, I don't get if she's dumb or self-centered or mm-hmm. maybe she's just a very poorly written character. I have looked up this uh, the writing team for this, and it's, like, all white dudes and one white female. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about diversifying... Uh, you know, the Hollywood and Mm -hmm. people that make TV for people. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. um, Your favorite show, Grey's Anatomy, is sort of paragon for, you know, that diverse cast. mm -hmm. And and writing from, when I say diversity and casting, it's not just, it it is but um, people in the wider zone, but it's it's also having every single person from the background being depicted on the television show feel like a real person. And sure, the show is a little cheesy, but like yeah. you don't under you don't 
undermine the basic intentions of other people because they don't happen to be the demographic that the show just speaks to. Yeah, and I think that what Grey's Anatomy does so well is that it normalizes um, things and... Well, I, I don't want to say things, but um, relationships and uh, gender identification um, and I guess even a person's own sense of self, self-worth self and uh, value mm-hmm. in a way that's um, an effort to normalize diversity like um we see people who do not want to be parents and that's Mm a-okay and they're not ostracized or uh, made to feel like well if you're not going to be a parent you're really missing out on something Mm -hmm. and um i have a few friends that do not want to have children and i really feel so bad for them sometimes because they get that a lot of a like well god what are you going to do with your life well you know and it's like well maybe they just don't want to have children Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know it was really interesting but um i wouldn't say that Grey's anatomy is my favorite show actually Mm. um it's just one that i really like a lot and um, it was there for me in a very hard time in my life and there was just a lot of seasons that i could just you know run through and kind of lose myself in so Mm -hmm. it has a very special place in my heart especially for that And it also taught me how to do a cliffhanger pretty well. Mm. Because Grey's Anatomy has some pretty good cliffhangers. Oh, I guess it kind of did speak to your relationship with music um, from your producing mind, too. Um, Well, the production that I use in my other show is um, actually based off of uh, True Blood. And I don't know that all of our listeners are um, familiar with the whole bot canon of your work. Do you want to stay for the listener? What, What else you do? Yeah, so I'm also on a podcast called Cthulhu and Friends. Um, I'm also on a podcast called Cthulhu and Friends Side Quests. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you heard of me. And guys, we really want to extend our star power to... Uh, I'm just kidding. They're a fantastic show who they do something truly revolutionary on the web. Oh boy, well, I don't know about it. that. But uh, th- when we started ending this the uh, show with music, it was... Because I said I want to end it like True Blood. And, uh, yeah. and how sometimes like something will just be like, what the fuck? And it's like some crazy Stevie Ray Vaughan or something that uh, like, you wouldn't necessarily pick out for that moment. But just works. Sure. Um, so yeah, that, that that was it. I really forgot where I was going with that. Hey, it's, it's a free ball and very <laughs> oh, late night podcast. I was podcast. talking about how much I hate Breaking Bad. Um, <laughs> We're hate watching it at this we point. We are really We're hate watching it. We're in season two. It. it is our first viewing and um, first I, I exposure like to the it. show. Yeah. I do not. Um, I don't feel like the characters are um, well developed. And... I universally have enjoyed. I think with almost very few exceptions, Jesse um, Pinkman's screen time. I like. I like him for some reason quite a bit. I think that's compelling and interesting. And there are some aspects of it that I find kind of interesting and engaging. But for the most part, we're watching a show free of having any burden of like you get. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I don't know. I just... Jesse sometimes feels a little bit too weird for me. Yeah. Like, he's one of those people that if I had met in real life... And I think that Jesse is one of those people that absolutely went to your high school. Yes. You, you, know you watch him. him and you, you know this person. Yeah. But for me, that person was like, Ugh, go away. Mm-hmm. Go away, you're dumb. I don't like you. See, that was the person you knew at your high school that for a lot of times, for no reason in particular, you sometimes and other people sometimes thought of as cool. And you couldn't really explain why, but it just was there. And then sometimes it seemed really sad. Like the facade of it would be broken a lot. 
that person you'd be at lunch at your friend's house and they'd be there and they'd be obviously drunk and it'd be very sad and he'd also be there and he'd have the fun thing to say in class and he wouldn't be in class and it was somehow cool Mm, I think that that, maybe that comes from you having um, uh, a a sheltered lifestyle yeah maybe that's the cool guy Um, having come from um, a family that struggled with drug addiction and yeah um, alcohol abuse and all kind and family violence and and things like that um, I just anytime I met those people in my high school I was just like ugh yeah. Um, See, and I understand. I was saying that from a very young perspective. Yeah, like from yeah, From a very, yeah. in the outside looking in, we really don't know better. No, I mean, even yeah. when I was really young, I was not in Oh, that. sure. Yeah, yeah, I believe that and I understand that. Okay. It was just like, not not for me. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, it was really interesting. When I was actually in high school, um, school actually got a little bit awkward for me because um, my mom, who had not kind of straightened out yet, mm-hmm. uh, my mom is great now. She's wonderful. But um, she, after my dad left, in her own terms, says that she went and became as wild as a deer. And she really did. And it was really crazy. And so um, I had just this really weird upbringing because of that. But I remember these kids that were really into uh, into drugs being like, dude, your mom is so cool. I love her. She's so awesome. I was at a party at her house and blah, blah, blah. And at this time, I did not live with my mom. Um, so the fact that they knew who I was meant that my mom was talking about me in this either drunken or drug or uh, like fucking high state. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the hell? What's happening? And so I was always um, ridiculously ashamed uh-huh. of having those people come and talk to me because I was like, dude, my mom is like, I mean, granted, she's only 17 years older than me. She's not that much older than me. But um, I was just like, oh, so lame. Why is my mom hanging out with high school kids, you know? I'm sorry, baby. But no, it's fine. I don't care now. Now I, I get along so well with my mom. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing. But uh, for a long time there, it was, it was very strange. Sure. But uh, I hate Breaking Bad. I, so this episode is called We Hate This New Show Called Breaking Bad? Yeah, this just in. <laughs> this just in. Okay. So, um, so I don't know, are we going to finish Breaking Bad? Um, I think we're going to continue to sporadically hate watch it when we need to. Fall yeah, asleep. It, sporadically hate. I don't watch think we it hate and... it. I just think we're watching it very divorced of expectation, and sometimes enjoying it, and sometimes just you know whatever. And it's certainly very dated already. You yeah, know? yo, yo, yo. What do you mean, yo? Yeah, it's a lot of yo, and I really feel like um, I feel like the uh, the Hispanic people so far portrayed oh in season one and season yeah. two are the epitome of everything uh-huh. that fuels Donald Trump's campaign, yeah. and it's like you know, just think why <laughs> why is this person being depicted without any dignity in what they choose in their life? Oh, it's because they're choosing that. What are the white people doing? Yeah. <laughs> the same thing, but they they come across with so much they're purpose the, and the dignity. Heroes. They chose what they wanted to do. It's not what you'd understand. It's different, but you never get that same luxury or, or benefit of the doubt afforded to yeah. the Hispanic people prepared on it. I mean, and even the, the ones that are not doing meth and not involved in um, illegal activity, for instance, the um, sidekick to Hank's brother-in-law, who is a white guy. Uh-huh. Um, so his little um, sidekick, I guess, lieutenant person, I don't know. I don't know what police ranks are. I'm sorry. But he is Hispanic, and he is constantly portrayed as being some kind of an idiot. Like... 
oh man, if you knew everything that I knew, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, this is what we do. I'm good at getting answers out, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Just like that that guy wouldn't be in that position if he wasn't very I would say, smart. I feel like he's changed a little bit in recent episodes to being someone who understands um, kind of the uh, organized crime perspective in the way that people are very naive to. And that he's privy to the way other people might think or see other situations in a way that Hank just cannot see or cannot understand. Do you think that that's reactionary to any kind of um, feedback that they received from season one? Because he didn't have that in season two. He definitely did not. I'm sorry. um, Yeah. Yeah. Because what I'm saying is him being like, we shouldn't have engaged this person. He wouldn't have cooperated with Mm -hmm. us. This is what motivates that sort of a person. You don't understand that. You can't understand that. Yeah. And that's something that he gets in season two and did not have in season one. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know. that's interesting. I guess um, I guess if anything, that's a little bit of character development. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a bit of promise in that in the last episode we watched. I, I feel like. I was curious to see more of it. Okay. Maybe we'll go and watch another episode. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. maybe All right, so not. new show, guys. It's out there. Uh, I don't think anyone's talking about it, so we're trying to get the word out there. Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, if you guys get on this train and check it out with us for the first time, tweet at us. Let us know you're watching this show. We really want to make this show a success. Yeah. Um, even though it's shitty. (laughs) Okay, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Bye!